Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, we continue our series on on reading the Bible. And today I want to talk about kind of how you read the Bible in a way that's profitable. What does it mean to meditate on Scripture? And I'm thinking not so much about techniques as I am sort of the, the attitude and the mindset we bring to it. Let me talk about a wrong mindset. The wrong mindset is to simply look at the scripture and just use it to gain information, to answer interesting questions, to study out the history behind it. Those things can be really helpful in understanding and interpreting the scripture, but those aren't really the things you do to, uh, to practice um, Bible reading in a way that helps us grow as a disciple. And in fact, they can get in the way. They can actually hinder you from, from going where you need to go. What I want to invite us to do is what I call looking through the Scripture. You don't ignore what the Scripture says. You interpret it carefully, but you don't want to just look at the Scripture. You want to look through the Scripture to see Jesus and to behold Jesus. In 2 Corinthians, St. Paul writes about spiritual growth, and he says, We grow by beholding God in his glory, and we grow from glory to glory to glory. So our growth really isn't something we engineer or we bootstrap or we make happen. It's we come into God's presence, we behold him, and in the beholding, we are transformed. That's a really critical principle of all spiritual formation. And it's critical for profitable Bible reading. So in daily Bible reading, I don't come so much to just learn the Bible as a book of facts or a book of stories and get to know it, although... That's kind of the first step. I have to do that to get where I want to go. But I want to come to the Bible so I can look through it, behold Jesus, see who he is, see who he is for me, and and behold him for me. Or behold him and delight in him and worship him. In a lot of ways, Bible reading really has to go with prayer. It it is an act of prayer, and it's such a critical stepping stone to, to, to get your heart ready to worship and bring requests to the Father through Jesus. The story in the Bible to me that really speaks to this is the story of the road to Emmaus, where Jesus is with the two disciples and they don't recognize him. And he begins to ask some questions. And and finally, you know, he, he, he says, do you guys don't understand what happened in Jerusalem? And it says in verse 27 in Luke 24, it says, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. The things concerning himself. So so the scripture is all about Jesus. You could also say the scripture is all about the triune God. The scripture is all about God. It's also about us and how we're called to live, but it's primarily about who God is so we can see him and really more than anything, of course, encounters holiness, but encounters love and behold that love so that our hearts are drawn and transformed and we can become people who love. Let me end with the story. In, in 1984, I lived in Oklahoma for a summer. I was in a leadership training program at a retreat center connected with a campus ministry at the University of Oklahoma. And um, I kind of began to slip into what became about a six-month depression. And it was, it was a serious dark depression. Um, 
not, not to the degree where I was thinking about, you know, for example, I would know suicidal ideation wasn't that deep, but it was, it was strong and it was consistent. And there was a psychological dimension to that, of course. Um, but I also think looking back on it, even the time I discerned this, that it was a spiritual depression in the sense that it was kind of a dark night of the soul. I, I had to figure some things out by coming to a place where I didn't feel God, I didn't see God, I had to walk by faith. And one of the things, of the long list of things that God used that to, to, to work out in my life, was I needed to come to a place where I really lived by grace and really rooted myself in the love of God. And I just really started my Christian journey kind of with a real kind of legalistic law bent. Um, you know, God is good and God is holy. Yeah, yeah, I... I I, w- I came to Christ because of grace, but now I've got to get to work and I got to obey the rules and I'm going to be the best Christian I can be in my own power and I'm going to really make God happy. And God just decided to let me know that's not how it works, that because I'm in Jesus, he's happy with me and loves me. It was changed my whole life and has shaped my life from then on. Um, but in the midst of that, I had a conversation with one of the, the men who led the uh, the program, talking to him about this. And he began to tell me his story. And he had sort of the same story. And 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 I asked him, how, how did God begin to, to heal you and transform you so you really begin to behold him as the one who loves you? And he just, his eyes were filled with tears. And he said, I began to read the Bible like it was a love letter from God the Father to me. I began to read the Bible like it was a love letter from God the Father to me, and it completely changed how I encountered it and how I encountered God. And over the years, God has used that to to kind of break up the hardness in my heart and take away those wounds and hurts so I could see him as Abba Father who loves me, and in beholding him, have my heart stirred to worship him and stirred to want to follow him in his way. Anyone I said, of course, I learned wisdom from the Bible. Of course, I learned how to live as a faithful Christian. Of course, I love to tease out, you know, challenging passages. I'm not. He wasn't saying none of that mattered, but he had this posture of I'm here with this book to meet with Abba Father, with God the Father through Jesus, and to behold Him, and let the God love me through it. So, like for example, in my daily Bible reading, I just often am looking for. How is God loving me in this text? What's he want to say to me? And sometimes, you know, he does convict me of sin. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But I try to look for those verses or passages or words that remind me of who he is and what he's done for me. And I seek to feed on that. And I think that's the kind of central posture that we're called to bring to as we read the Bible. Again, again, it doesn't mean we don't tease out interesting kind of, kind of, intellectual questions about the text doesn't mean it's not interesting to ask questions about the the social social background of a text or to compare verses or to think about the greek i'm not i'm not diminishing or dissing any of that at all but i'm saying don't don't let that get in the way of learning to let god love you through the bible and in doing that respond back to him and and create a a living discipleship relationship with the father Okay, that's it for today. God bless and have a great day.